You had questions. Well, <laughs> technically one question. We have answers. Yes. Yes. Multiple <laughs> answers? Yes. Yeah. There's there's many answers to this one question. The question, of course, being are we sure that Chris is gay? No, no. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. No one doubts... Actually, that's not true. Okay. No one doubts that I'm gay, though they're often surprised that I am, but they're often wondering what, in fact, makes me the worst gay. God, I really want to make that a children's book. <laughs> Why are you the like worst the gay? Like the bunny one. <laughs> like, it just feels like one of those... You know those, like, sad ones, like, where it's like, the sad little bunny, or like... The puppy who could not find, or yeah, like, are you my who, mother? Like, stuff like that. Are you just thinking of the puppy who lost his way from Billy Madison? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we have one? The worst gay. The worst gay. If I could draw, I would, mm. we'd sell it on the website that we don't have yet. Cameron. Oh, there we go. Cameron can draw, yeah. Got work for you, Cameron. Yeah, right. yeah, I've made a lot of artist friends from Tim Talk at this point. So we can get someone to, to help make us the book. The worst gay. Our straight slave. <laughs> I, was I kid, we love Cameron. I was going to say, no, we pay him. We don't. <laughs> Never paid him. He's a sweetheart. He's the, he's the best. He puts guy. up with being surrounded by gay men most well, of the time. Well, and that's, that's like the kind of funny thing is, is that anywhere we go... I mean, less so now because I've really cranked it up the last few years. But everywhere we go, people always think of the Cameron of the two of us is is the gay one. To the point where he had recently had to in himself on our podcast because one of our our friends we've made, another listener, uh, who has his own Batman podcast, he was talking about us about Tim Talk. He's like, oh yeah, like it's so fun too because like they're both gay. They have this cool perspective on it, and one <laughs> one of them has a podcast called Gay at Ford, which. What I love about that is the implication of that, of course, being is that Cameron and I, if we are in fact both gay, I told him no, he couldn't join me on my gay podcast. <laughs> Which is really Cameron fantastic. is not gay enough to He's be not, on our gay podcast. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is that he could easily come on here and be like the gay expert, even though oh, he's straight. My goodness. <laughs> because this is this is the question that I've gotten consistently from a whole bunch of people is like, what makes me the worst? gay like i i also want to preface this because i could see queens and people getting angry about that being like i don't have to like all this stuff and i'm still gay and i'm like no that's true you don't have to like this stuff yeah this is a title you have technically given yourself it, it is it is self-appointed but i don't think it's unfounded i no comment <laughs> but like so uh like a few a few weeks ago i was uh at disneyland with my aunt uncle terry and ed and they're like, oh, yeah, we've been listening to your podcast. I'm like, which one? I'm like, oh, we've been listening to both of them. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and we have questions. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to ask me, Chris, what's a beta top? Uh, the, the number of things we've already talked about, the number of personal details we've already given, even in a few episodes, is enough so that I had a brief moment of panic. <laughs> and then Terry's like, what makes you such a bad game? I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I, I can answer this question. This is fine. And like... The like, easiest of all of them. Yeah, the easiest of all of them. And like, I, so I guess like the, the best answer I can give as to wh why I'm the worst gay and, and why we decided this podcast in the first place was that... I'm just super late to all of gay culture. Like, cause I didn't come out until I was 23 and then had three more years living in Northern California. So I didn't really start to live a gay lifestyle until moving to West Hollywood 
when I was 26, so three yeah. years ago. So basically, I'm a three-year-old gay in most sense. And, like, a lot of this stuff is just, like, stuff that, like, even I myself, there are things that, like, it just over time, it just kind of snowballs. Like, you... Yeah. I, <clears throat> I find that the older... I don't know what... The older you get, the gayer you get. At least in, yeah. in like, after you come out. Well, because I think it, it all stems from just a place of self acceptance you're like oh i'm just more comfortable with me as i am yeah and like a lot of the times too it's you know like i we sort of have discussed once or twice where it's just like a lot of times with like these things like uh death becomes her and even when doing our recent devil wars prada episode a lot of this stuff like i thought i was the only person who liked this stuff for the longest time and then you like put yourself in like a community like more of like the gay community and you find out all these people have the same interests and stuff that like even i as a kid was like i don't like i would hide these facts because i felt like it was quote unquote not okay for me to like these things yeah like, it's like when you <clears throat> you have the advantage now because like you know you came out about a lot later like you don't have that experience so you can just like things yeah but but even then like I, I'm and yes, so, but, you're, but you're it's, right. it's you're you're finding them out later than probably a lot of us, right? Think. And I, I'm I'm allowed to just like these things, but I think the the impetus to that though is actually myself. It's letting myself like these things. Yeah, you know, it's like I, you know, I think a big step forward is like who you surround yourself with. So obviously, the more time you and I spend together, I think like I'll, I get a little bit sassier. <laughs> Just a little so bit. does everyone. Just a little bit. Just like that sassy osmosis. But, you know, and then the other thing, too, is for the last, well, I guess now like eight months, I've been working in an office with pretty much all women and gay men. And yeah. for the majority of that, I sat next to my, my my very dear friend, Andrew, who's just all kinds of fabulous. And the more time I would sit, like I, that, I spent the most amount of time with him in a six-month stretch of anyone I know because we sat next to them every single day. And so I found myself like using feminine pronouns more often and being like, oh, yes, <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, it's like everything is she now, which is just it's just more fun. Yes. Right. You've gotten it, to that part. It, it can't just be like naval admirals in their ships. You get to have fun calling everything by feminine pronouns. No. Like it's way more fun this way. But, you know, I, I can look back to like three years ago going out one night. I was having like an argument with someone like a friend of a friend and like girl. And then like I'm like, first off, don't call me girl. And secondly, whatever the fuck we were arguing about. And now it's very much the opposite. I'm just like, oh, girl? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it gets to the point now when, <clears throat> again, like Cameron, who's straight and male, when he shows up at my apartment to record our other podcast, I'm like, oh, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I, I, after knowing you for some time now, too, like, I remember, like, the first few times hanging out, like, most of your friends were not gay. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, when we met, <clears throat> I was, we met a gay kickball. We met, we met a gay kickball. Of course we did. None of us play gay kickball anymore, which I love. I love because for you, it wasn't competitive enough. And for me, <laughs> it was way too competitive. <laughs> like they were keeping score. That was too competitive for me. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. If, if I remember right, your argument when we talked on the field to me sometimes was, I just want to kick the ball. End of story. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, that's like, like, I just want to go up there. I want to like attempt to kick it, but I get like maybe one kick a game. And the rest of the time I'm standing out in the outfield, I'm like, I can't, I can't catch. 
I can't throw. Like, at least with the throwing, I have the excuse of having a bad arm. But the catch is just natural clumsiness. But, yeah, it, it, I think, like, I I had met Cameron and then, like, maybe two other people. And yeah, then, like, a lot of my friends at that point were um, from improv. Yeah. <clears throat> something I do not do anymore because I'm terrible at it. And I never really liked it. But most, yeah, most of my friends are straight. Yeah. In L.A. And then now pretty much all of my friends are gay. Isn't and even nice my straight friends sort of, are getting gayer. It, yeah. That's that's how you know you're doing a good job. Yeah. That's how you know you're not becoming such a bad gay. <laughs> if your friends around you are getting gayer and they're not gay, great. I know. Now I'm spreading it. Yeah. The gay agenda, agenda. is live and well. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, I just, I it just got more, you get more comfort with yourself over time. Yeah. And, and that's, so, that's really all it is, well, too. And, and it's funny because remember when, um, when, Katie was on here and we were, we were talking about like that journey of self-acceptance. Like she described it as I've described it before, which is kind of like a, a sine wave. Cause I'm a, a nerd and a former engineer. And I still think in terms of math, but you know, the idea that like you have this, these peaks where you like, you'll act super gay and then to counteract it, you'll act super straight. And eventually you just kind of settle out to like who you are naturally as a person. Yeah. But what that doesn't factor in is that over time, your sense of self-acceptance will grow and you will probably end up getting just gayer yeah as you go along it's like this is it's let's let's just put it on the record gay is more fun it is more fun it's because and it's not it's not just the gay sex which is also very fun that is also fun but it's it's the i think it comes from just like the cultural identity of being like oh we are all about acceptance and about just embracing enjoyment and fun and like, yeah like maybe a little bit of frivolity but it's it's generally speaking a very positive culture yeah I think that's part of the embracing of it. And, uh, like, I, you know, and I, I guess, like, I mean, I've always loved camp. Oh, my God, same. And I feel like <laughs> being gay, you have to be a little bit campy. A little bit campy. And it's, like, I always find it really funny when I meet, like, really, really serious, like, straight acting gays. And they're, like, no, I'm not, like, I'm drag queen. I'm, mask I'm for like, mask. I'm, like, jeez. I'm, like, Bruh. I'm, like, sounds like a very sad gay life to me. I know. Like, well, like that's the whole thing. It's like why why say no? Right? Yeah. Like why why close off something to you? It's like I we've talked about this before, how much I love drag and I still haven't done it and I don't know anything about it. But I, I haven't just done drag either. Yeah, I do That'll be an fashion. experience for both of us. I know that oh my god, it's such a good episode. But you know, it's like, oh, I would totally do that. Sure, why not? Yeah. Let's go. I'll do drag. It'd be super fun. Well, I know you got that camp value because as you always like to say, like you'll do anything for a bit. I'll and do there's anything there is for so a bit. much that I do as a gay man that is just for the bit yes like where i'm just kind of like you know what i'm gonna do this i just want to see reactions well and like for me that actually became a big reason why i came out mm -hmm. was i was finding increasingly that you know the the version of myself that i was able to express to like my friends and family was not reflective of me as a person and in comedy and self-deprecating comedy has always been huge for me. And so I would be in a situation where I realized that I would want to make a gay joke, usually at my own expense in some capacity and realize, Oh, I can't. Yeah. Cause these people don't know that about me. And then even after I came out, it was still a thing like, well, but they also don't know that culture. And it was that process of like moving away from still fluctuating back and forth. I mean, it's, it's honestly part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. Like, Oh, hopefully I can get like my, my family, like my aunt Terry to listen to it and they'll have a better sense of what my life is like because they're not here. They don't get to see it. Yeah. And it's so different, but it helps define that sort of sense of, of comedy. And like, 
it's it's a lot of it's just like self love. Yeah. Like, oh, this is something I'm aware of of myself, and I I'm totally cool making fun of it. And it's like, funny. One of the, one of my favorite things is that if I like I love the it's <clears> like again like for me like there's so much that's just like pop culture stuff that I don't know or even just like random other things yeah. I don't I don't know about being gay that I'm like still discovering and it's just this kind of like fun journey so it's like you know like you call yourself the worst gay you're just a young gay yes. as far as in like <clears throat> ag- like how many years it's been since you came out yeah but it's better like young gay sounds weird and also a yeah. little bit a little bit creepy if I start bit, call- yeah. if I start calling myself hashtag young gay all of a sudden like Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer are gonna be like hovering around my apartment all day long so I, plus let's be honest. I'm also not young. Yeah, you're not. You're not a twink anymore. No, it's like I, I'm. I am like a toddler in gay years, but my soul is that of like a sixty-year-old grandmother. Yeah. Like I should take up needlepoint. <laughs> the funny thing though is I can definitely see you because of like sort of your um, your, how do I want to put this? It's not a mean thing. But like your uh, oh, don't hold back girl. your campiness with like clothing sometimes like mm-hmm. with your like your like terry cloth romper oh yes my terry and, like, cloth your, romper like, like the James Bond stuff I could definitely see you being that old queen that like like Elton John like finally just going full out and having those like really colorful floral shirts yes and just like wear like big sunglasses. I, just, I don't care. I just, yeah. I, it's, I just, it's fun to look fun. It was like, like I have the, like the bright orange tuxedo from Kingsman that I will I'll bust out on occasion. Yeah, I can see you being that like old queen when you get like really old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been considering incorporating ascots into my wardrobe. What do you think about this? <laughs> you know, I'm not, sur- I'm frankly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Are you surprised that I, as of now, don't own a single ascot? Actually more so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I I kind of always, like, downplay, like, my dress. I, I don't usually dress up a lot, but I really love wearing a suit. And I will give my brother credit, my older brother credit, who's obviously straight. He actually does know how to dress very well. And he loves bow ties. And he rocks a good bow tie. And, again, to his credit, he wears real bow ties. Yeah. Properly tied. Like, they should be. Not this clip-on bullshit. And that's hard. I, I have to learn nails. how to do that, too. It's tricky. Like, once you get... Once you figure out, like, the... The, the trick at the end, like how to actually like get the last piece through the knot. Then I find like, once you've got that, you kind of got it down. Um, but he's wearing bow ties. Like that element of like slightly exaggerated fashion is out the window. So guess what fuckers? <laughs> Ascot. Ascot season. Um, yeah, no, it's, like, and it's funny too. Cause it's, you know, the, the way like I like doing this cause it's sort of like a discovery for both of us with certain things. Yeah. And it's funny because like you're going sort of, I would say, in not a negative term, but like the flashier way. Yeah. It seems as you get gayer. I'm clearly going the more leather, denim, kinkier <laughs> way half the time. Yeah. But like, uh, that's where it gets fun, though, is you yeah. get to start exploring your own space. And I, I think that is also indicative of a more advanced gay. Which is why we do this. Which is why we do this. Yes. Well, yeah. I like I like making gay sound like I'm a video game. It's like really great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've I've said this before. You've discovered kink. (laughs) Five five level up points. Well, I've I've said this before that again, if being gay is like a video game, being a blonde haired blue eyed top in WeHo means I'm playing on easy mode. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) 
Yes. And yeah, you, you, you've like leveled up. You're on the higher echelons now. Like you found like the secret levels that are getting to explore all the fun shit. Yeah. But well, I, I think that's that's generally true, though. Right. Like, I mean, you, you I think there's probably a reason why you see um, like I think the leather community tends to be like a little bit on the older side. Yeah. Broadly it's, speaking. It's like this really nice like combination of like um, there are guys our age, which tend to mostly be the younger side of things yeah and sometimes i meet much younger guys who've discovered leather and kink way earlier and i'm like oh you are a child yeah <laughs> but like i know it's like that's great but they generally don't want you to wear it to your school pictures yeah um you know and yeah and also it's like a lot of that stuff is just kind of like i i would say you know there's always this kind of thing of like people being like um, well, I don't need to do all of that to like get off. And I'm like, it's not really sort of about that. It's just like, you find other things turn you on. Yeah. And you know, with the way hookup culture is in the gay world, like just doing vanilla sex gets a little bit old sometimes. Cause you realize that like only X amount of people are actually really good at it. And like, you know, true. at a certain point you kind of want something more fun and you want to mix it up it's like you don't want to keep playing with the same toy the entire time well and you know and i feel like too i mean for you it's also probably an expression of personality of being able to like yeah i will say uh a lot of the king stuff i've gotten into um actually mentally does a lot of good for me yeah so it's like you know we it's we're just exploring you know well, like i think even and i think i think that's what's also great about this too is like even if i'm an advanced gay like there, are like you're i think you're technically more into drag than i am probably i just i just i watch the tv show but like you go and see the local girls and stuff I mean, and I, I, I those don't are do, like the real fans i don't do that as often as i used to i need part of it's just timing i just don't have the time anymore and now if i have a sunday i'm like can I just like go to the gym and then just like maybe go and have a casual drink somewhere? This is when you need to watch RuPaul because you can have your drag brunch in your living room on your Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I do love the live pageantry of it. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what it, like for me, I always gravitate towards the ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily mean that in a dismissive way. Like I mean that in the sort of sense of like embracing the big and the loud and the crazy and the fun. I think mostly because I grew up like very, kind of like refined I mean, and confined and a little bit closed off and you were an oakley wearing teenager that just says no. oh god yeah no i'm too oh god i'm i'm oh oh <laughs> it was bad it was it was real bad i i i'm glad i'm for many reasons i'm glad that i ended up gay but one of them being like i'm glad that i found a way to be able to embrace that sort of like absurdity and ridiculousness. And, and I think a lot of that comes from time and place. Like I, like I said, I mean, I knew from probably around like 14 that I wasn't hundred percent straight and there was a long 10 year period of like figuring out what exactly that meant. Yeah. And even beyond that, for those of you aware of what the Kinsey scale is, I still self-describe as a Kinsey five out of six, basically meaning like pretty much gay across the board, but every once in a while I still find some women attractive. Wasn't it like seven? No, it's I think it's zero to six. I know six oh. is the top. It's a six. The top. The top. Yeah, you. you <laughs> I took it. I was a six. Yeah, you're you are definitely Kinsey six, and I I only know that that is the highest level because of the film Easy A. Oh. Okay. Because at one point Emma Stone's character like tells him like, wait, last week you were a Kinsey six, and now whatever it was, I don't remember. But 
that was oh, great. when her friend like finally comes out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like, and so for me, it's not even so much about like my like being attractive to men or not. It's more just like, oh, I don't subscribe as much now to like gender norms and norms in terms of like masculinity and femininity. I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna do what I like to do and yeah. be who I like to be, and you know, now refer to my iPad as she. <laughs> Just way more fun. Uh, so the way that you're doing that, my new thing is that I've discovered and through my friends is now like, you know how like straight guys will be like, what's up, bro? What's up, mm-hmm. bro? Like, so apparently I've discovered the gay version of that is sis. Oh, what up, so sis? It's like, what, what up, sis? What up, sis? Yeah, like, so I find myself saying that all the time. So it's really hard when I work at like, I have like, some of my coworkers at my job are like very kind of like bruh. And I'm like, like, and sometimes they'll be like, what's up sis. And I'm like, say, I can't do, do that. <laughs> like, do you throw it back? Sometimes. Yeah. Cause it depends on my mood at work. That's good. I, might, I mean, not that I have a lot of people call me bro at this point. And I, it was like, it, but again, like, you know, I remember like, you know, it, there is sort of the, also that thing of, um, you know, I found, what's actually made me a better gay man and also me as just like a better man in general is like you find those people that can kind of like show you new things. So it's kind of like, it's like, you know, referring to yourself as the worst gay. It's not that like, you know, any of this is something you're supposed to know how to do. It's like, it's like, you know, I remember like growing up and, you know, being told like, uh, if you know, Every man needs to know how to fix a tire. Every man needs to know how to tie a tie. I mean, I know tons of guys that are straight and don't know how to tie ties. And Yeah, you know, I'm always tying their ties for them. Yeah. God, like, every I, wedding I go to, like, if I'm in the wedding party, it's like, all right, all right, boys, line up. That and... Sadly, all I'm doing is tying your ties. That and uh, fucking pocket squares. Like, I just... It becomes, mm, like, I'm, yeah. like, the assembly line person. I'm just like, okay, boys, yeah. like, let's, let's get this going. Um, but, like, obviously, like, not, I don't... You know, none of that makes them like any less of a man. And no. it's like not liking all these things. Like even if I'm waiting for the day when we watch something, you're like, I hate that. And then yeah. we can have that whole sort of discussion. discussion of like, okay, great. Like, you know, that's fine. Like, you know, we talk about it constantly as we're going through the Golden Girls. We're like, you absolutely love it. And I'm like, I just. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't hate it. I'm just like, ah. Well, yeah, and, like, th- that's the whole thing. It's, like, I mean, yeah, the whole worst gay descriptor is a bit yeah. that I'm doing. Um, I, I was about to say I'm normally not this aloof in real life, but about half the time I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, actually. I'm pretty stupid most of the time. Uh, but, you I mean, it's it's just an avenue by which to have an excuse to get to go and explore all these things. That's really what it's about. It's about catching up on pop culture that I missed out on growing up. Or even just, like, like when we had Katie on, um, like, yeah, it's you know, it's a constant discussion as part of the community of like, like, frankly, like sometimes I even find it confusing of like, what is okay to say to trans people and what's not okay and stuff like that. And, you know, it was very refreshing and very helpful to actually have someone to come on and answer those questions. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you know, as, as she's been going through her self discover, I've been along with her for like the last 10 years now at this point. And a lot of that, we didn't realize we were both going through it. And this is all in the other episode, but you know, even 
even being part of the queer space and having gone through a coming out phase and having gone through and still be going through like a process of self-discovery and self-acceptance and, and actualization, even then it's still a, a more abstract concept to then apply that to gender. It's a totally different thing. And like you and I are both people who know trans people yeah. and have these sort of experiences and it's difficult for us yeah. to sometimes connect to it. And so it's helpful for us and then hopefully helpful to other people too, to like, Oh, okay. This is the things I didn't know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's all about that. And I think one thing that I found that I really like about the gay community is that because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, there's this kind of thing where like, you know, there are a lot of people who don't talk to their family. So everyone kind of makes a family of their own. And there's sort of this like camaraderie and this kind of, um, mentorship that happens all over the place like it happens happens in drag happens in kink just happens in general like yeah you know like meet people all the time where it's just like they'll teach me about new things and new parts of myself about being gay and um you know and you know it's not always sexual like no it's absolutely not and i i mean i'm not sure about you but for me i think the reason i have part of the reason i have a life in LA after only being here a little over three years was that when I came here, there existed all these different pockets of gay communities. And I was able to kind of drift through them until I found one that like fit me as a person, which like my gay community tends to be much more on the nerdier side. Right. Yeah. Like it's the group of people that would go and play board games and build Legos and like do movie nights and now stuff like that. Now you're getting into cosplay. Now I'm getting into cosplay. Like it's all in that sort of space. But you know, you know, most of my friends at this point now in LA are, gay and I have a lot of straight friends too which is fantastic but it's knowing there were already existing communities meant I had communities to get involved in yeah pretty early on and I, I've said this to other friends of mine male or female either way they're straight and like how challenging it can be to find that if you don't already have that baked in community and that doesn't mean that you're not going to find friction or you're not going to find parts of it that you don't like or yeah. parts of like communities you just want nothing to do with but at least there's something there to go and like find and explore yeah, because it's like I, I I kind of remember that too after coming out. It's like, especially after being like one of the few kids that was out and gay, it was kind of just like, okay, well, I'm out. Well, now what? Yeah. Like, you know, especially when you're younger and it's like, well, I'm too young to drink and go to the to like gay bars. Like, I did, you know, do I just have sex with men? Like, what, what other things are there for me for like as a gay person to explore and to you know, find out because it was, you know, and then like, again, like I had the same thing where it's like moving. The one thing I will always say that I do really love about LA is like LA has a very overall great gay community. It does. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of us here and then there are a lot of different places for people to find their like tribe and yeah. to, like to fit in. It's like, okay, so you're not a WeHo queen. Great. But there are like 30 other places you or yeah. places you fit in. Yeah. Like, There's the Eagle. Yeah. Like There's I, bullet. I, I hate that everyone just like kind of assumes like we ho gay is like a thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there, there is like a certain type of like, I, I think, I think most we ho gays are the ones that sort of have that Peter Pan sy- syndrome. Yeah. Where they want the party to keep going long after they're not a twink anymore. Yeah. And I know some of them because I've seen, I've seen the, those, just old queens that just just still hang out there just let it go it's Um, fine but yeah and you know like and for a while that that fit me when i was in my 20s and i loved going to weho and loved doing that now like like 
you know, we and I, you and I had a discussion when we were watching the movie the other night where it's just like, I, I'm over it. Like yeah. the, you know, my gay life is changing and moving into like a different direction. So it's just kind of like, you know, you kind of just got to find your community of people. And it's yeah. like, I'm a nerd, but like, you know, I, I, you know, hang out with like you and Jeb and some of the other ones that I know. And I'm like, no, this is like a, this is like way above my nerd, <laughs> my nerd level. Yeah. I, I, I think people sometimes underestimate just how fucking nerdy I am. Like, Until they walk into my room and it's nothing but Legos. Like, I get I get Batman. the Batman thing, yeah. too, but, like, mine is, like, Batman, Harry Potter, and then, like, sprinklings of other things all over the place. Yeah. But, like, we, like you're not just Batman. You're just, like... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I comic books, Star Wars, Star Trek, film, TV, some gaming. But, like, I, I have no association with, like, Pokemon or anime, like... Th- a lot of like cartoons now at this point i'm like well outside the loop i've never watched adventure time i've never watched uh like steven universe like there's tons of stuff that i'm not even on the loop in yeah you can get way way more granular than i can it's it's like i've had people try to get me into like anime and like stuff like that and like i like animation like yeah in general just like in general but like the especially the the groups of my friends that love like steven universe and adventure time like that is a deep hole to go down <laughs> like because i like yeah i started on steven universe and at a certain time point in time like i just got exhausted i'm like i can't what like it's i also, like it let's, let's address the fact that you should not the one going down deep holes i'm usually not <laughs> <laughs> i usually am the deep hole <laughs> can that can, can that be your epitaph I am the deep hole. Gay it forward with the worst gay and the deep and hole. And the deep hole. Right into the rainbow, <laughs> all the way down it. Also, let's clarify. We're not saying the deep hole. You're the deep hole. hole. This is where enunciation becomes very, very important. Because <laughs> the first two guys I ever slept with were like eight, eight and nine. And I had no... It was one of those like... Um, I, let I, us also clarify for listeners you were referring inches. to inches not an age not an age god damn Ooh. <laughs> yeah no inches their dicks were eight and nine inches um and frequently i found with most things i do not even not sexually i have that sort of um beginner's uh ignorance so Oh yeah. So like, do that. I was like, oh, I, I, you know, I guess it must. Like, I expected it to like hurt because I had never had anything up there. Yeah. And like, hurt a little bit, but I also am think I'm just a natural bottom. See, there you go. And that it's like nowadays, it's just kind of like if it's below a certain inch amount, I just don't want it. Yeah. Uh, he must be this tall to be ridden. Well, part of it is that, like, you need, like, at least two inches to get past the cheeks. This is true. This yeah. is true. You, it, is, it is a well-established fact. <laughs> We've gone that, way off the rail. <laughs> well-established fact that Jonathan does have a very fantastic ass. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> we really have gone quite off the rail. <laughs> We've but, gone down the deep hole. <laughs> but the, down the deep hole. <laughs> but, again, like, this is the whole point, is to go in and kind of explore these things. Um, and also, like, I, I think to some degree, too, it's like, I like you said, too, it's like, I like doing it too because I've also noticed that like my straight friends will listen to it yeah. and will 
understand more. Yes, it's an education. We are an educational podcast. I tell I God say this damn all it. the time. We are educational. Yeah, it's just we maybe drop more C bombs than other educational podcasts. C bombs and you know. Lots of other things. Yeah, I don't think they're talking about deep holes on Pod Save America, but God bless them. They're doing great work. <laughs> Probably the deep state, not the deep exactly, hole. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, you know, we, we do appreciate that people are listening to us and, and, and riding the rainbow with us and learning along the way. I also so. appreciate, like, getting the questions because this, yes. is, this is more stuff for us to answer. And yeah. Like, and even if we don't know the answer, we'll be like, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably didn't even do that, do that good of an answer of answering that. I cannot speak. <laughs> I probably didn't even do that good of a job answering the question. Um, but like, I mean, we're at the end of the day, we are here to get answers to our own questions, but by all means, if you guys have questions, uh, if you still need further clarification as to why I'm the worst gay or if there's other stuff you want to learn, um, you know, we have our, our vocab episode, which can be very, very helpful, which there's still tons of terms. We'll probably have to do another one of those I mean, at some yeah, point down it, the line. Yeah. Um, improve our vocabulary as we're yep. calling it. Um, but yeah, like the, the big thing that we love is, is people writing in, asking questions, or even just, if you know us, text us questions. Yeah, text us questions, you know, find if you us see on us Grindr, first, ask us questions. Yeah, exactly, yes. If we're sitting down to have a nice family meal, ask me a question, I will not respond in the moment then, we'll be very awkward, we'll sit in silence, and in maybe three or four weeks, you'll get a podcast in your feed, and that'll answer your question. If you're a family member, don't ask me questions. <laughs> if you're one of mine, ask me. Ask me all of the questions. <laughs> I will I will I will tell my family members to ask you. Yes, that's exactly It's like, ah, oh, you can just find him at Lordifer on Instagram, <laughs> send him your questions, and he will respond to you just in a matter like, of weeks. Hey, I'm one of Jonathan's family members. He's not answering my question. Why is he a deep hole? <laughs> <laughs> What has made him earn that title? God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, stay tuned for more stupid shit like this yep. all the time. This is this is what we do. And it, like I the other thing is like I know. So I have a friend who I guess is doing like a Netflix show that has something similar. But the thing I like about this is that um, we are about the same age. So it's kind of like it's fun in a way where they're still x amount we don't know and then there's oh my god yeah stuff that i know that you haven't discovered yet most of it yeah i also knew i also realized you were getting gayer because um your hand exclamations got a little bit oh more my god my, my yes my hands are all over the place now <laughs> before you just kept it like in and tight yeah before i was like had a little t-rex syndrome going on just yep. nice nice and close just just kind of pawing at things, but yeah, they're, they're flailing everywhere. Don't get too close to me if I'm being emphatic about something. I can always tell when someone's like getting more comfortable with being gay because the hand movements get bigger. Yes, so much bigger. <laughs> it's usually the first thing. And now it's like you're more comfortable saying yas. I get that too. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, continue, please, all of you, to ride the rainbow with us. Yes. And learn. And subscribe Oh yeah, as you're learning. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe, review, Listen, learn, ride the rainbow, get gayer. Exactly. Gay agenda. <laughs> gay agenda. Make the world gayer. Yay. Wait, sorry, not yay. Yeah. Yes. 
Thanks for listening to Gay at Four. The podcast is produced by Chris Lord and Jonathan James and edited by Chris Lord. Music by Chris Humans and Colin Diaz. Artwork by Cameron Dexter. Please subscribe and review on iTunes. Follow the podcast at Gay at Forward on Instagram and YouTube and at Gay at Four Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Got an idea for an episode? Send us an email at gayatforwardpod at gmail.com. Thanks and stay fabulous.